This is a great shot podcast. Bonus clip. If you've been following along the second week of the Australian Open or you have any sort of presence in the tennis Twitter community, you know the Tennis Sandgren social media episode kind of took us all by storm. Obviously, after making the quarterfinals, media organizations took a deeper dive into the life of Tennis Sandgren, examined his social media accounts, and what they found were a lot of suspect tweets. In terms of some of the tweets media organizations found, there were some relating to the Pizzagate conspiracy theory, which we're not going to break down here, but it involved an alleged cult in the bottom of a pizza shop, and there ended up being a shooter. He had associations with people who are known white nationalists and have made their beliefs proud. Uh, You know, he's retweeted a man involved in the Charlottesville rally. He's made discriminatory comments against minorities and people of you know different sexual orientation than himself and just a number of statements that you can certainly understand people disagreeing with and so in terms of you know the type of scrutiny he's come under there's a couple ways we want to do this and we want to approach this argument with nuance so there's number one is he in his right to post these thoughts and as suspect as they are my answer to that because that really is our underlying question here is is he allowed to have these bigoted thoughts And the answer is yes. What did you expect us to do about that beforehand? You know, we as a tennis community, you know, we don't ban players from events because of their tweets. Uh, I mean, obviously there is a line, but before this, this is a guy who's, you know, made his first main draw on ranking. This is not something, a a guy who is suspect to a lot of scrutiny. And so, you know, to, to say, should we have expected a deep dive on his social media history? Yes. So then number two, do we as fans have to tolerate that? The answer, absolutely not. You saw Serena Williams. She tweeted, turns channel. That was obviously a subtweet of Tennis Sandgren playing his quarterfinal match. If you are a fan of tennis and you have strong disagreements with these thoughts, and you know whether I do or not personally is irrelevant, but if you as a fan do, you are. Uh, it is my belief you're absolutely in your right. Turn off the TV. Don't watch this. There are you know, hundreds of other tennis players on college tennis, the challenger circuit, the pro tour, who don't have those beliefs and who would love to have you watch their match. And so, you know, it's two parts. One, what does he expect when you make controversial statements and you have fame in 2018? People are going to take notice of that. And so should he be feel blindsided by this? No, I, I don't know how as a professional tennis player, you wouldn't expect your public statements to one day, you know, become come under scrutiny and to become actually public. You know, if your goal is to be a top 50 player to make a run at majors like this, expect the scrutiny that comes along with it. And so there's an idea that the player has a responsibility to, you know, be respectful and not make discriminatory comments or things that will be considered controversial. And then number three, in terms of the response from other players, of course players are going to defend him. You know, you see this throughout every controversial avenue. You see people, and I am never defending someone who has committed sexual assault or sexual harassment, but in every case, you know, before the entire facts are known, you have the friends, the associates of the accused person coming out and defending them. So should we be surprised that a John Isner, that a Dennis Kudla, that a Jarmir Jenkins are coming out and defending Tennis Angren? Absolutely not, because they have more nuanced understanding of who tennis is. That being said, that brings us back to the previous point. If you're Tennis Sandgren and you think you are going to be a 
top-level professional player someday, you have to be responsible with your public statements. You have to understand the importance of image and branding and social media and what that means in our current climate and how your social media account connects you with fans and really provides the majority of what they'll learn about you because they're not traveling with you every day. You know, This is really their snippet into how you think. And so... I feel no pity for the situation Tennis Sandgren is in. Absolutely not. They're his words, and if he was willing to own up to them, he probably wouldn't have deleted his Twitter account, but he has tried to make amends with apologies, and so you know, stand by your convictions. My belief is always if you have convictions and you're going to say them, you better stand by them. You better not kowtow or, you know, be ashamed of these things, you know, otherwise, you know, you're likely committing something wrong. And so it this, this whole situation was bungled and it was just, it was not a good look for tennis, you know, in our few moments of spotlight to have this happen. And there's a responsibility the player needs to have. And he, you know, there's a discussion we need to have in tennis at large is, are we really going to take these Twitter accounts as the end all be all of these players? I'm sorry, Max. That was a long rant, and I, I'm sure I will have things to say after you, but I want to give you the floor now. What do you have, What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, obviously I, I agree with a lot of what you just said, and you know, there's a lot of points that you made that I want to address, but before I do that, I do want to read a little bit uh, of his first statement that he made following his match against Chung. Um, so here's at least part of what he said following his match in his post-match interview. So Tennis said, you seek to put people in these little boxes so that you can order the world in your already assumed preconceived ideas. You strip away any individuality for the sake of demonizing by way of the collective. With a handful of followers and some likes on Twitter, my fate has been sealed in your minds. To write an edgy story, to create sensationalist coverage, there are a few links you wouldn't go to to mark me as the man you desperately want to be. So he, he goes on to talk about, you know, people perpetuating propaganda and, and you know, using this method to criticize him and, and not really researching the information. But, you know, you were asking these questions like, what does he expect? He, I think this is something that he has to expect. Of course, people are going to have preconceived ideas based off of your social media presence. That is what people do in today's day and age. If you've watched Black Mirror and you haven't been <laughs> a little scared about some of the things that happen in it, you're not really taking this, the sincerity and the severity of our current situation with technology and the political climate that we are in. If he wasn't expecting this, I think that's naive. People absolutely have the right to be angry. Some of what he has said has been controversial and bigoted, and you know he has recognized that. And I think there is something to say to the fact that, one, he has issued another apology stating that all of what he has said that has come off offensive, he apologizes for and, and hopes people will respect the fact that he is sincere in that apology. And he understands what he did wrong. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I do think that there is something to owning up to, you know, things that you've you've said. And, and, you know, I know you said you wish that he had left what he'd said on Twitter up. But I think the fact that he is getting rid of those tweets means he really does realize how bad they are. I think if he has the intent of actually starting a clean slate and moving forward with this and, you know, has recognized that it's wrong. I think he's right in taking it off. He doesn't want that to be part of his history, part of his legacy. And I don't think he should be criticized for removing that. I do think that his apologies afterwards, for the most part, were sincere. Um, and again, you know, I think he's made a mistake. And, and hopefully this is a, a big turning point for him now that he's moving even farther up into the tennis world. And uh, his social media presence is going to be a little bit more closely looked at in the future. I think your clean slate argument is right on, and I appreciate you correcting what I said because you're right. He has absolutely every right to delete that from his past and say, those are my past. I've learned from those mistakes. I understand why they're offensive, and I apologize for that. 
the key is before you do that be transparent about why you're doing it and mm-hmm. you know it took you know that's fair we, we shouldn't criticize him too much but it took him two apologies to get it right it's clear you know the first instinct be defensive the second instinct acknowledgement you know he, I'm reading something from his second statement and he says what I thought was something harmless and innocuous I see now as being understandably hurtful and confusing I am sorry for that you know that's the type of statement you're looking for understanding why you know what he said is is unacceptable to certain people and kind of acknowledging you know he was being whatever term you want to use you know stupid is too harsh but he was being short-sighted he wasn't being nuanced I think it, was he was naive. Just, it was naive that's a great word and you know who are we to criticize this 26 year old player but my my last point i want to make about this all these next gen guys out there whether you're american or not this is a lesson to you. We have grown up in the era of social media. And of course, you know, you're going to have posts from when you were 14 or 12 or 16 from your Twitter account or Facebook or Instagram. Some of those can be, you know, excuse for age. These guys are now 20, 21 years old. There's the line. You know, now, from now on, you are conscientiously aware of what you're doing. You have had an eyes opening moment with Tennis Sandgren. And I'm not saying, you know, don't support, you know, don't have confidence in your convictions. Don't support your beliefs because, of course, you should do that. But understand there will be response to the things you say and be prepared for the repercussions of your statements more than anything else. You never want to tell someone only say the right thing because then as much as I hate Tennis Sandgren's statement, you are boxing people. You know, we don't want we're not saying be metonymous in your thoughts. We are saying understand you are in the public eye and there are repercussions and there is a degree of responsibility as a professional tennis player that you have to understand and you have to you know carry yourself as such as a responsible person. I mean, I think this is not only a lesson for those next-gen guys, I think this is a lesson for everyone. You know, you never know when in your future something will bring you into the public spotlight and everything is everything that goes on the internet is public now. So I think this is a lesson for anyone and everyone. Be careful what you post online. Um, I mean, we can even track back to 2013 when he said, it's always a good day when Serena goes down. Sloan is taking this all the way. I mean, clearly there's a little bit of beef between him and uh, Serena from the past. So, you know, even those little things can be dug up and, and bite you in the ass later. So just got to be careful.